the more you practice it and the more you do it, asking for what you need, asking for really what you need, um, it will work. And over time, you will get the space you need. You'll get the time to, uh, um, I don't know, go for a walk or mm-hmm. lay in the bathtub, like whatever it is that you need. Because as I remind people all the time, your needs are valid. Yes. And I think sometimes we don't, like we forget that. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Karen Williams. Karen, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. So Karen is a certified holistic wellness coach for busy working moms. She uses a mind body spirit approach to help support you to prioritize your own needs. As someone who hit burnout, she truly understands the importance of self-care and knows that recognizing our own needs are va- recognizing that our own needs are valid is the key. Karen lives with her husband, two teenage sons and her standard poodle Hannah just outside of Toronto, Canada. On today's episode, Karen and I will be chatting about the importance of putting yourself on your to-do list and asking for what you need. So Karen, let's just dive into it. Share with us a bit about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Sure. Um, Thank you for mentioning my dog, Hannah, first of all. (laughs) 
I had to add her in there because, you know, she's a big part of our family. Um, yeah, so I was, I was that mom. Like I was the mom who um, did everything, you know, cause I was, I was working full time. I was raising two children. Um, there wasn't, you know, I was never, I never did anything for myself. There was never any time it seemed to do anything for myself because everybody else always needed something first. Everyone needed something from me, whether it was work, uh, whether it was my spouse, whether it was my kids, my friends, my family, whoever. And I always put everyone else first. I didn't put myself for, it didn't even occur to me to put myself first. So, you know, over time, slowly, um, it, you know, when I think back, it started as more of, you know, low level illness, like colds that never seemed to go away. And then headaches, migraine headaches, um, you know, sleep, like my sleep was interrupted all the time. I didn't sleep well. I didn't feel well, generally speaking. And then I remember, you know, one morning I woke up and I had a frozen shoulder. I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't move my arm. Um, I ended up having to go to physio for about six months for that, for that. And, and it's so interesting. I learned a lot at that time about um, the mind-body connection and how those things Stress really impact each other, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, like, yeah. And then, you know, it all sort of culminated. I remember being in um, a checkout at a grocery store and I had a massive panic attack because I was always rushing, right? Rushing from one thing to the next. Oh my goodness, look at the time. And I was never sort of present. Like I was never, I felt like I was never even in my body. Right. And what happened was I, I froze. Like I didn't know what to do, but I knew I had to get out of there. So I did. Um, but it took me, I was just sharing this with someone the other day. It took me almost a year to go back into that particular grocery store because I just couldn't do it. Right. It was like a trigger. trigger. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of just all of that culminating. And you know what? You don't really notice it when you're in it. It's kind of these, these like progressive encounters with the universe, right? Oh, she hasn't got it yet. Well, let's give her something else. <laughs> oh, she hasn't got it yet. Let's give her something else. So yeah. So that's what sort of happened with me. So what I do now, I'm very much prevention focused like about preventing burnout, preventing other moms from ending up there because it's not necessary, right? So there are things that we can do. Right. So yeah. if, if you've been listening to the Moms Without Capes podcast for a while, I'm talking to all of you listeners out there, then you may recognize that Karen and I have very similar, we come from a very similar place where we are we were super moms, right? Trying to do all the things. And now, you know, we've realized that it's not sustainable. It's not healthy and it takes a huge toll on your health. And so everything that Karen shared has, you know, you've been hearing through all of these podcast episodes. So Karen and I, we connected. How did we, I don't even know how we connected. How did we, <laughs> we were in a group um, together. We were, was it, was Amy's. it Amy? It was Amy. Yeah. Okay. So Amy Porterfield, which is like, she's for entrepreneurs, but she, um, we met in a group, her group. Yeah. Like a program that yeah. she had. And 
we um, hit it off right away. So we have been connected the past few weeks and we are um, working on collaborating on an awesome workshop that we're gonna be bringing to you this summer in two weeks from when this episode drops. So when you're listening to this in two weeks, July 14th, we're gonna be doing a workshop together, all focused on you know the self-talk, the negative self-talk and the inner mean girl that's keeping you playing small. And so when I connected with Karen, I knew right away that we have a very similar mission, um, similar stories, although of course unique in various ways, but we both have that goal of helping other moms prevent burnout and helping moms realize the importance of you know, recognizing their value and their worth mm. and recognizing that mm. they are important enough to focus on. And so we will talk more about that later on in this episode. But I just wanted to put it out there that that is that's an exciting thing that's going to be happening. So just stay tuned for details of that. You can check out the show notes of today's episode for more information about that. I'm so, yeah, I'm I'm really really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that's going to yeah, be even awesome. before we jumped on this episode or jumped on this recording, we were like trying to hash out some more details. So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's more than we thought. <laughs> But it's definitely, it's going to be worth it. So it will bring you a fantastic workshop. So, so just stay tuned. Yes, for sure. So why do you think it's so hard for moms to ask for what they need, which is, you know, that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. We need, you know what? I think, I think it's so big. Like I think even historically as women, but especially moms, We've sort of been conditioned to be there for everyone else, like take care of everybody else, sort of, even like, if you think like on the homestead, you know, just taking care (laughs) of everything, right. And we're going back in time, but I mean, that's just how we've been conditioned over time. Right. So to take care of everyone else, just sort of, as you mentioned, like stay small, like don't speak up, don't ruffle any feathers, don't make yourself on the back burner. Yeah. Put yourself on the back burner. And the problem becomes that when we do try to break out of that, all of these other things surface, like, oh, I can't do that because what will people think? Or I can't do that because that's selfish. Like, I can't put myself first. Like, no, I'm not supposed to do that. Everybody else comes first. Right. Um, A lot of limiting beliefs come up. Oh, yes. Or the other one too, on the other end, which was probably you and I, I should be able to do this. Yeah. Like, and I should, I should be the only one that does it. Like nobody, I don't need any help, you know? Right. Like it, and that's also like a little bit of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and I even remember like raising my son's, my first son, who's almost 21 now, but when, um, when he was a baby, we were at a function. I remember my sister-in-law had asked to, oh, let me go, you know, I'll get him a bottle or change his diaper, whatever it was. And I said, no, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. I'd forgotten about it until you just said that. And I remember this and she said, oh, okay. Cause nobody can change a diaper like you right. can. <laughs> and I thought, wow. Okay. But it, but it's that those beliefs we have, like a little bit of control, maybe too mm-hmm. if I think mm-hmm. about it yeah. but you know those beliefs that I'm sure sh- I'm I'm fully capable of doing this right right and if I'm not then what's wrong with me 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we try to prove our worth through doing yes. more, like by by making sure that everybody knows that we've got everything taken care of. Yeah, so we look like we've got it all taken care of, but inside we're falling apart and just oh, trying our hardest uh, to keep up. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Until until your body like starts to scream at you. Mm-hmm. And, and send you the messages that, you know, sometimes you'll listen to, sometimes you don't. Um, but if you keep going like that, you're, it, it's going to hit burnout. Like there's no, it's not sustainable right. to do that. And I think the other thing too was, um, one of the other things I hear quite often is, I don't want to put other people out. Right, you're, that you're inconveniencing other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it goes, as I said, it goes back to some big, deep conditioning and historical conditioning and then that this is what comes of that are all of these things that we think right Right. and it still continues like we've we've made we think we've made some strides but when you look back at like not just like at the homestead like (laughs) hundreds of years ago (laughs) but even nowadays like we get stuck in that compare game we get stuck in the hustle culture thinking that we have to keep up and that we have to do more in order to prove ourselves worthy. And so nowadays there's just still that, that drive or that pressure to do more and to to continue, like not to ask for help, like that control, like you mentioned, like that you have to have control that we, that nobody can do the job as, as well as we can. And that keeps us from asking for help, keeps us from living like believing that our dreams are worthy that we can fulfill our dreams or that we can even have them yeah yeah and it's yeah it's it's remarkable how it's you're right like we think we've come so far and and doing a lot of these things but it's all still there and and the other thing too is like we're watching other people's highlight reels yes right and we're in the comparison (laughs) as you said the comparison and watching other people's like oh my God, how can she do that? Like, how is she able to balance that? And I'm not, and then you feel awful. Right. Right. So there, there's so, there's so much involved in this so much to unpack really. It reinforces the belief, you know, that compare game and also trying to do so much reinforces our beliefs of not being enough. And so you're caught in this endless cycle of trying to crawl your way out, but you're bombarded every day with reminders like that you're not enough. And so you really need to get to that bottom, like to the, to that ingrained belief and start looking for evidence otherwise, because there's so much that exists, right? So much evidence that exists otherwise, but we're so focused on where we don't measure up. Yes. And we create these crazy like to-do lists and expectations of ourselves that keep us in that perpetual cycle oh the expectations I mean that's a whole other hour we could talk about that like that the (laughs) high the incredibly high expectations we put on ourselves that we would never expect of other people right (laughs) never like because they're they're not attained like they're not attainable it doesn't make any sense no but or like, but again, I should be able to do that. Yeah. Why can't I do that? Because it's not realistic. Right. That's and that's why. a big thing that we're going to get into in our workshop. Yes. Are those unrealistic, like those unrealistic expectations and those beliefs that we're holding, like they're keeping us stuck. And you really do need to become aware of them. 
yes. in order to challenge them. And it's totally possible to change and to start believing otherwise, but until you're aware of them, until you start looking at them and reflecting on them and challenging them, they're going to continue to keep you stuck. They're going to yes. keep you in that super mom role. And like you found out and I found like it is a quick road to burnout. Well, oh, yeah. not necessarily quick. It took us. Like, well, it's not quick. Like, no, it's not quick, which is the <laughs> I mean, part about it. That, I was just going to say, had it been quick, it yeah. might've been a different story. Yeah. It's not quick. But no, it takes, it's, it takes time. Yeah. You know, and, an inevitable road, I should say. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. I want to share with you how I can help you get back to feeling like yourself so that you can love yourself and your life as a mom. If you're on the verge of burnout, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, and you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that you have zero time for yourself, then listen up. You may have thought that when your babies were out of diapers, you'd have more time for yourself. Then as your kids grew, you thought that they, when they started school, you'd get back to doing things that you'd like to do. Well, now you're realizing that it's been way too long and your life has been so focused on taking care of it all that you can't even remember what it is that you like to do. And when you look in the mirror, you barely recognize the woman staring back. Well, I can help you. I know you can do it all. But why is it that trying to do it all is leaving you constantly feeling like you can't? You're trying so hard to keep it together on the outside, yet you're falling apart on the inside. I want to help. I understand what's happening because I've been where you are now. As a clinical therapist, a coach, and a fellow mom who was once drowning under the pressures of what turned out to be my own expectations, I want to share with you the tools and strategies that have helped me to reclaim myself and design a life I wanted to be living. Together, we will recover your sense of self. Imagine making time in your day to not only hear your own thoughts, but to recharge and feel alive. As we work to minimize mom brain, you will absolutely feel more centered and balanced. Right now, you may not even know what it is that you need or want, but soon enough, you will be able to ask for exactly what you need. You'll be able to engage in your own passions and interests without feeling guilty, and you'll find that you can be more present for your children, and who wouldn't want that? Not to mention, you'll finally be able to rest once you learn how to give yourself time and space to do so. Your relationships will improve, not only with others, but you'll love who you see in the mirror. Ultimately, you'll feel more confident about yourself and you'll be more willing to dream bigger, leading to a more fulfilled life. But I need you to take the next step. Click on the link in the show notes of today's episode to see what days and times I have available so that we can see if taking the next step together makes sense. Book a call today to start your journey to reclaiming and loving yourself. So what are some of the steps that, that you found that we can take to start asking for what we need? Um, I think that, first of all, we need to be very clear about what we need. Because, and I'm talking like specifically, like, do you need um, an hour when you get home from work of silence, do you need somebody to take over dinner duty for two nights a week? Like, what is it that you need? So first of all, define it, like sit with that and say, you know, cause it could be you're, you're an overwhelm and you're thinking, I just, my God, I just need some time. 
okay, but how do you get that time? Like, what does that look like? So break it down a little bit, define it. Like, what is it that you need? And then um, communicate that to whoever you need to communicate with and be specific. Because the more specific we are, um, the less room there is for misunderstanding. Right. Right. So be specific about your needs. The other thing I would suggest too is don't over explain because we get into this. <laughs> we tend to do that. We're like, oh, I need this because, and, or I'm sorry, or, you know, the, stop, right. just stop it. <laughs> like just you, your needs are valid. Like what you need is valid. You don't have to over explain it. Just explain it clearly. Right. So define it, communicate it, don't over explain it. And then the last step is um, set consequences. And what I mean by that is consequences to what will happen to you if you don't get this, like whatever it is that you need. So not consequences for the other person, but consequences for you. So like, listen, if I don't get this, this is what's going to happen. Right. And so the importance of that. So it, they're all about, um, it's all about really communicating and it's, it's hard, you know, I'm not going to say it's, oh, just follow these steps and everything will be right. fine. It's not that simple, but the more you practice it and the more you do it, asking for what you need, asking for really what you need, um, it will work. And over time, you will get the space you need. You'll get the time to, um, I don't know, go for a walk or mm-hmm. lay in the bathtub, like whatever it is that you need. Because as I remind people all the time, your needs are valid. Yes. And I think sometimes we don't, we forget. like we forget that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Which goes back to that belief of feeling like you are worthy and that you matter. And yeah. you know, you said some huge things right there in those four steps that, that we can take. And the, the first one that defining, there's so many times that we don't ask ourselves what we need. We, yeah. we just continue on and, you know, hiding out in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> Yeah, trying trying to get that space, right? Oh man, we've all been there. Yeah, turn around and like turn it towards yourself and take that time to reflect and maybe do some journaling or some conversating with other moms. You know, finding those connections and building some relationships, getting in a mom's group, like making sure that you are taking the time to ask yourself, what is it that I need, and and how am I going to go about getting that? And that's where that communication. Once you start learning to to reflect and figure out what it is that you need to find it, then you can learn how to communicate, which is a skill, right? Yep. Would you agree that it's a skill on how to communicate clearly and effectively oh, yes. so that you can get what it is that you need? Yes, because sometimes I think if we are in a position where we're you know, overwhelmed or we're irritated, that's probably not the best time right. to try and communicate, right? So there's, there's definitely... Um, you know, within that step, there's a lot to unpack mm-hmm. for sure. And, but, you know, you mentioned mom groups and making sure that you're connected. Um, make sure you're in spaces that are nurturing for you. So whether that's, you know, hanging out with friends, whether that's time by yourself, whether that's other moms, because I think once we talk to other moms, we realize we're not alone. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a big thing. Yeah. Oh, yes, it's huge. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not the only one who feels this way. And then, you know, and then you start to go, why do we feel this way? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? And being able to like have conversations about that. Right. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that I experienced, and and I'm not sure if you did as well, but I'm thinking that you did. Did you feel a lot of guilt? Oh, like, for t- <laughs> usually the response no no yeah, guilt. yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. <laughs> I know I felt extremely like that was what really propelled me into start you know doing more digging and more self-reflection because I did feel a lot of guilt I felt you know shame and resentment I felt a lot of resentment especially towards my husband and it affected our relationship like the fact that he could come home and, and he could you talked about being present and like he could just come home and be with the kids and like be relaxed and, and enjoy the moment and like go play volleyball with them and stuff. And still nowadays, like that's when I have to turn my turn toward inwards and say, you know, what do I need? Like, why am I feeling this way? What are the yeah. thoughts that are feeling these feelings and really taking that time to reflect because I did feel a lot of guilt and resentment and shame about wanting to do things for myself, wanting to yeah. take care of myself. And so, yeah, and it's so common, like, it's so Mm -hmm. common, like, of course, I, I felt guilty. And I think that goes back to, um, you know, I'll be seen as selfish, I'm feeling guilty about it. I guess, for me, I mean, and is there any one way to like, relieve mom guilt? I don't think so. uh, (laughs) Yeah, but what worked for me, I can tell you what helped me anyways, was reframing it. And reframing it in a way that, because if I'm like, no, my family comes first, my family has to come first. And then feeling guilty if I decided to put myself first, I reframed it in such a way that I was taking care of me in order to take care of them. So I was, um, you know, filling out my own cup, like, because who doesn't want to be the best version of themselves, Mm -hmm. right? When they show up for their family. So that, it's not to say that I don't feel guilt from time to time, of course, but that helped me that reframe to sort of like, okay, but if I want to be the best mom and I want to be the most present mom that I can be Mm -hmm. and, and do things, then I got to look after myself. Right. Because I'm not doing anybody any favors by running myself down and then ending up burnt out because I'm no good to anyone then. Right. 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 I always use the mask analogy, right? Like yes. an oxygen mask first. It always yes. comes up with the self-care, you know, making sure yep. that you're putting your own oxygen mask and taking care of yourself because you're of no use to anyone if you're like passed out in the seat. So nope. true. hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah. So I like that idea of the reframing, how you look at that. And yeah. And, and you mentioned a good point there too. Like, yeah, it's not like you're never going to deal with guilt again, just because you no. know, you know, this skill, like about reframing and you, you do that. Like we still have a whole gamut of emotions that we're going to go through. Oh yeah. The difference now is that we can make that time to reflect on that and seeing like, okay, well, where is that coming from? Instead of just barreling through life and filling our schedules with even more stuff, trying to avoid the right. feelings. Right. Yeah. That's a very good point too. Sort of, um, yeah, pushing them down and pushing them down and, and filling up time with other things to have to, to avoid talking about them or thinking about them. And, you know, and we think about 
certain emotions as good or bad. I think emotions are just, the emotions are neutral. Yeah. They they just are. I mean, I think we label them good or bad. Yes. Um, but yeah, as I said, I definitely sure there's the guilt. Sure. There, you know, that those things Mm. still come up from time to time. I mean, my kids are older now, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right. As much. Yeah. We just are quick to catch it and <laughs> put the brakes on and revert, you know, to yeah. ask ourselves, what do we need? You know, yes. a huge thing. Yeah. And that's, it's interesting. That's one of the things too, I would say, I do that. I, and I think that's a great practice to do too, is when I'm feeling like if I'm in sort of that kind of spiral or if I'm overwhelmed or I'm really irritated with something, I literally will stop. And I tend to like do... Okay, you can see me, but I put my hand over my heart, right? Or mm. my chest. Like I tend to do that because it calms me. And then I'll say, like, what do I need right now mm-hmm. in this moment? And the first thing that comes is the first, whatever it is, it's the first thing that I usually need. Yes. And I learned how to do that. You know, I never did stuff like that. I would just barrel through and push through <laughs> and never. What do you mean? What do I need? I don't need anything. <laughs> I'm good. I am I'm good. good. I got this. <laughs> I could do this. I'm awesome. Right. But yeah, I mean, you learn, right. You mm. learn these skills and, and that that's really effective for me too. I find. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So let's talk about self-care and what are some of the practices that you do? Like what's your way to, to practice self-care and do you have any routines or practices in place? So, um, what I just mentioned, I would, that's like a sort of in the moment sure. thing, right? How I take care of myself. But I would say I am a huge reader. I read a lot. So for me, it is non-negotiable every night before bed, not before bed, when I get into bed before right. sleep, um, I read for at least an hour every night and I go to bed early. Like mm-hmm. I go to bed way before my kids do. Right. So, you know, they tuck me in <laughs> and, then they, it's, and then they go, right? <laughs> Um, but that's sort of, and everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of a thing that I do because it, it lets me, um, like everything from the day sort of goes away, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm focused on something else and reading is something I really enjoy. And it sort of, it, it puts me in a state of relaxation before sleep as well. Um, that is one thing I do every single night without fail. The other thing I do on a very regular basis is I take a bath. Okay. And I, I mean, I, I shower regularly, but even like the bath is just for relaxation. Sometimes I bring the book in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might happen. Um, and I do, I find that really helpful as well. Like, I think, again, it's kind of washing away the day. It's at night. I normally do that at night. So it's like washing away the day. Like, how can I, um, it's a good sleep hygiene. Like, how can I prepare myself for a good night's sleep? Right. So I'll do that to calm, even like to calm my nervous system, right? Just to like calm mm-hmm. and then um, reading as well. It, I love reading. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> like, uh, an hour and a half ago I ran out the post office the the post the mailman delivered us our box of Amazon books I just ordered oh, nice. five of them don't tell my husband that. <laughs> nice. 
Oh, your secret yeah. secret's safe with me. I unpacked them and I have them sitting there. But yeah, I am an avid reader as well. Love books. Yeah. So definitely oh, part yeah. of the self-care practice. Yes. Yeah. So what's on sure. your nightstand now? This isn't this isn't my next question, but what's on your nightstand now? I'm just what is on my nightstand now? <laughs> I'm just looking. Actually, the book that I haven't started yet, but has been on my nightstand is Atomic Habits. Oh, okay. Okay. By James yeah, Clear. On my bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I've had it for quite a while because uh, I do what you just did. Like I'm like in the Amazon app, <laughs> like ordering the books and then all the books come and they go on my bookshelf. Um, so I haven't started it yet, but that's what's on. Uh, that's what's on there right now. And then I have, I also have an e-reader. So I okay. use that quite okay. a bit. Just, just made that switch because mm. I'm a, I'm a book person. Like I'm yeah, a real book person, like but papers in your hand. Kind of yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. but just made that switch and I and I'm do you ever do like audible it. do you ever do audible? no <laughs> no I, I haven't I it. haven't got there yet do, do you like it I do I was into it for a while while I was working at, like when I had to travel for work mm-hmm. I was I got into audiobooks every time I've tried to listen to it like when the kids were young it never works like yeah. I would I couldn't catch half of it. They'd start talking and it just never worked. And so I got into it when I was commuting. And then since then I've been doing it like while I, I make dinner, like things like that, I'll be able to play. Right now I'm listening to where the crawl dads sing. I've been wanting to read Love it. that book. And I That's ordered a great it through book. our library. I ordered it through the library and I thought I yeah. ordered a regular like paper copy. And I just got the email saying like, it's ready, but it was an audio version. So huh. I'm like, well, I know that there was a huge wait for it so I'm like I'll take it I'll take whatever yeah. I have. so I started listening I'm pretty far through it but yeah it got to a little did you read it yes that's okay, a great so book it got to a little bit of a spicy part so I had yeah. to, I know I had to censor <laughs> when I listened to it because my kids are old enough that you know I still get the eye rolls but I will I do get away with playing it sometimes when we're driving that's so funny but now I'm at a part where I'm like oh, I, I you know I gotta censor it and just do it while I'm driving by myself or while I'm at home by myself <laughs> I sat in the car this morning while after I dropped them off to school I sat in the car just in my driveway just to finish the chapter so oh, I know it, it's like that one more page or that one or however long an audible you know whatever that means how many Nothing minutes but yes it's true yeah it's true my goal I love is, it. I've been so into personal development books lately and like business books and things like that so my goal for the summer was to get back into fiction mm. and one of my favorite authors is Jodi Picoult oh yes yeah. yes I so, do she's a great author so that's how I jumped back in and I read my fic- like I read um wish you were here it was like a new yeah. book all about like in COVID it was like COVID times and um great book to, to jump back in and so now my second one is the where the crawl dad saying I don't know where I'm going from here I have a list oh, <laughs> I yeah I love yeah I just reading love reading stuff. yeah I yes. agree. so what book has greatly changed your life or like what book can you recommend for the readers or for the readers for the listeners we're talking about readers oh you know what I am a huge fan of Brene Brown okay and I I don't know if you you're familiar with Brene's work. I'm, I love Brene's work. Um, so I would say, I mean, there's so many books, but I would say one that sticks out for me is one of her, um, earlier books, I guess, called the gifts of imperfection. Yeah. I know that so, so good. Like it, it's all about, you know, showing up as you are, like mm-hmm. not how you think you should be. Right. Because right. again, they're, you know, your value, 
you know, you're valuable just as you are. Right. So I think for me, because leaning probably a little towards, you know, um, high expectations, perfectionism, like those kinds of things. Um, I think that book probably came to me at just the right time as books do, you know, mm -hmm. exactly when you need to read them. And it was all about like looking at, um, I guess, air quotes, you know, your imperfections as gifts, as how they benefit you, how they make you who you are. That's make you unique. Oh, it's just, it's such a good book. And I've, I've read all of her books since then. You know, I love right. her writing. It's funny that you mentioned it because, well, I, I keep looking to the corner of the screen because that's where my books that I just received are sitting on my chair. And one of the books was a Brene Brown. It was, I thought you, I thought it was just me, but it isn't. Oh, that's a good one. That was one of her really that's early really books. early. Yeah. Yeah. That was like I have that one too. <laughs> yeah. I have all of Brene's books. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny that I've got that all sitting here ready to be read. Oh, but, that's um, awesome. So tell us where can listeners find you? Aside from coming to our workshop, yes. <laughs> which we'll talk because about anybody today. listening to this, July 19th, July 19th, or July 14th, July sorry, 14th. not the 19th. We won't be there. Yeah. July 14th <laughs> um, is our workshop. But other than that, uh, people can go to my website, karenwilliams.ca and all links to like my social media and all that kind of stuff is there. And there's certainly there's downloads, there's information and that people can access there as well. Okay, so all of that is going to be found in today's show, in the notes of today's show, in the show notes of today's episode. Um, but before we end, let's just let's just talk a little bit about the workshop and yeah. what parents. Oh my gosh, I can't even talk today. What participants can expect? What what women can expect if they attend our workshop on July fourteenth? So it's going to be called "Listen Up, Sister." Your, your inner mean girl workshop or quieting the inner mean girl workshop. You see, we're, yep. still, we're still working on the- We're, we're working it out. It. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but by the time you're listening to this, all the kinks will be worked out. They'll be all worked out and you'll be able to go to the, the link in the show notes to be able to find out more information and the register and to register. But we will be talking about how to quiet your inner mean girl. And what we mean by that is the self-doubts, the self-criticism, um, those unrealistic expectations that we talked about in today's episode, how to identify them and challenge them so that you can start shifting your belief and recognizing your own worth and recognizing that you matter because we already know you do. We already have that belief about yeah. you. But the important thing is that you have that belief about you so that you can live to your greatest, you know, be your best, best version and be the best version for your family. So that's absolutely. Um, and the thing too, about these workshops, the listen up sister workshops is there, there's this piece, which Oni just talked about. And also it's like a social um, connection type of workshop, right? So it's not like we're not going to have PowerPoint slides, like nothing like that. It's coming together um, women connecting with each other, because I think what I've found or what I've heard is that, you know, people are feeling very disconnected right now, especially like during COVID, like we've been separated a lot. So I really want these workshops to be a place where women can gather, connect, you know, share some information, share some laughs. I'm all about the laughs. So and realize and, and, they're not alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not alone. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and be comfortable. 
like mm-hmm. just, you know, so we would love to have you there. Yes. Agreed. I, I second that. <laughs> so go check out the show notes and follow that link so that you can find out more information and get registered. And we will see you on the 14th. Well, Karen, thanks so much for coming on today. And I really look forward to our collaboration and all of what's to come from this episode. Me too. Me too. It's great to be here. Thanks. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.